Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. It's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. I'm Dr. Aaron Ernst, co-host along with Dr. Chris Demzar, co-host of the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Yes. And I think we have a topic today that is going to ruffle feathers, maybe make you want to tune out because are you ready for this? You do not want to be healthy. I said it. You do not want to be healthy. So then what do people do want? What do they want? Well, see, they want to be healthy. But I'm trying to tell you, you do not want to be healthy. What you should do is you want to be functional. I love it. Now we've let a little bit of the cat out of the bag. But uh, let me ask you guys a question. I'll ask you, Dr. Chris. Sure. What do you see when I say picture a perfectly healthy person? What do they look like? They look like? person a middle-aged person that's on a magazine cover and they're very fit might even say the word shredded for a guy or just very toned for a female okay so we have someone who is muscular yep so probably they've been working out yep and uh, they, they've got tone and definition and things and like that you think of someone that's aesthetically pleasing i would say so it's more of a t- like how they look look on the outside it's the look on the outside well that kept. defines healthy yes, they don't if, got, they, if they have a beard well, it's not all squirrely and right they're well they're well dressed they have makeup on if they're a female they're yep. dressed in some sort of good clothing exactly um what kind of personality or energy do the do these healthy people have Ooh, do they carry really themselves yeah. confidently like this, or are they kind of like yes Extremely confident, right? Boastful. Not yeah, afraid so, to puff um, their chest out a little bit and say, I'm the epitome of health. And do they, what kind of clothing do they typically wear? We talked about being well-dressed, but like a healthy person walks around wearing yoga pants and, you know, workout gear. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so the new, it's, it's the new rave. The new today, rave, right? like, yep. I, I'm sorry to have to say this, but like some of you should not be wearing your workout outfits to go shopping in grocery stores and things like that, okay? I'm a big fan of like, you wear your workout outfits at the gym because those clothes are designed for that environment. And unfortunately, we've gotten to the state where today people wear pajamas outside and they're wearing their workout gear. Okay, I don't have anything wrong with it, but like functionally, there are clothes you wear when you go to work there are clothes you wear when you want to rest and relax at home. There's clothes you wear when you're at the gym. And there's clothes you wear when you go out for your errands. 
And so the problem today is we wear our workout gear when we're uh, when we're out running errands. Yep. We wear our our relaxational clothes to work, and then we we leave our work clothes in the closet. Right. I was even going to say how much of that is getting combined, and now people are wearing. You may be listening, saying, "Yep, I wear my workout clothes to the gym, and then I change into another set of workout clothes so I can go to work, and then I put a third pair of workout clothes on so I can go home and relax and relax in my leggings. Yes, for women and my joggers for men. So um, all that's fine and dandy, but that none of that is healthy. Just no. so you guys know, like, can you be ripped and be sick? Yeah, of course. Can you be overweight and be healthy? One hundred percent of the time. Woo. Okay, can I look good in my gear, but be sick? Always. Can I look homeless and be healthy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so this whole topic of healthy is how you look externally uh, from your physique and the clothing you wear really started off in the mid-50s and 60s with this guy named Jim Fix. Okay, do you know who he is? Uh, I I had to look him up, but yeah, once I looked up who he was, and, and yeah, it was a little bit before my time, but it's a pretty fascinating story. So Mr. Fix was a basic two-pack-a-day smoker who weighed north of 200 pounds, and at his own ambition, woke up one day and was like, I'm not going to make it if I keep doing this. So he came up with this concept of going for a run. Now, Imagine how foreign this sounds to people of this era. There was no such thing as going for a run in the 1890s. People weren't like sitting in a bar going, what do you want to do this afternoon? I think we should go run. They'd be like, why? Like we walked everywhere. We rode horses. It was physical work to get around in the 1800s. Right now, 1910, 1920, cars are starting to be developed. You know, like you still didn't go for a run unless someone was chasing you or right. you were about to get mugged. So it wasn't until about the 50s and 60s is this concept, I know it sounds weird, of jogging for fun or for health came around because of Jim Fix. And here's a short story on how it all began. Super overweight, super sick, smoked two packs a day, had this wake up call. I'm going to die if I don't change my life. He started literally running for fun. And everybody thought he was nuts. Well, he published this book called The Complete Book of Running, which became the bestseller in the fitness industry of the idea that you could actually lose weight and yep. get better and get healthier by running. So seven years later, multiple books, multiple interviews. The guy was like world famous. Jim Fix is out on a long distance run and he actually has a heart attack and he dies. Yeah, collapsed and died Doesn't right there. Doesn't make it. Okay, and everybody was like, how on earth did Mr. Jim Fix, the inventor of running, have a heart attack? Well, they later found out it's because he stressed his heart out from the way he was running because long-distance running is not heart-healthy. No. Then, more recently, we have this guy named Bob Harper. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Bob Harper is a celebrity fitness coach. He got famous on The Biggest Loser. Mm -hmm. So for years, these people who weighed like 400 pounds – I mean, I hate to say it. Some of them were so heavy, they had to bring them into like tractor, trailer, truck measuring equipment. Yep. Or what or would like be used large for animals. like cows, yep. cattle. Large animal it weighing It's terrible. Equipment. Like I remember one episode I watched, this woman was so heavy, she broke the scale she stood on yep. for humans and was embarrassed. And he's like, don't worry, we have one that we weigh horses with. Now, can you imagine being compared to she a horse? Hops, now, horses weigh like 2,000, 3,000 pounds sometimes. Some of them, yeah. 
a big one. And she hops on this horse scale and this woman weighed like 490 pounds. And he's like, don't worry, we've got your back, whatever. So, you know, he was coaching people how to lose weight. And listen, these biggest loser competitions, they weren't, you know, a small feat. But what were they based off of? Two things. Weight. He worked with their diet and he worked them out. Diet and exercise, exercise. And they lost a bunch of weight and it was like, yay, look how healthy you are. Well, they weren't healthy. Okay, so Mr. Mr. Bob Harper had the same thing happen to him that Jim Fix had to him, which was what? He had a heart attack. Except the only difference is he still lived through this one right. because this was like, you know, in 2018, Modern medicine, whatever, 2017. Kept alive. And we have all this tech. We can keep people alive, etc. But he had perfect cholesterol, perfect triglycerides. He was a vegan fitness instructor, vegetarian, worked out like crazy, ripped from head to toe, was all over all the men's health magazines, yep. and he had a heart attack. And here's why, guys. Diet and exercise isn't health. No. You can be a CrossFit owner who's a paleolithic vegan and still get sick. Or you can be a overweight, according to what we're going to talk about today, individual who has cholesterol of 250 and be perfectly healthy. So what happened to these guys is they got sucked into the lie that we have to teach you today, which is you can't work your health back with exercise and you can't eat your health back by becoming a healthy eater. And, and unfortunately it's because your version of healthy eating is not healthy. There is what's called functional eating, which is different. We're going to talk to you guys about that today. There is functional exercise. Dr. Chris is a huge fan of this. I think you're even like certified in yep. strength conditioning from yep. a functional perspective. Exactly. But we do not step on a treadmill and run for 30 minutes a day. Yep. I would never do that to save my life because it's unhealthy. I don't eat healthy foods the way you guys define healthy. Let's jump straight to an example of this. All right. Um, when I was preparing for my show today, I went shopping and I went out and I was looking at some some items, okay? Quaker Chewy Granola Bar, pack of 10, right? The recommended daily value of sugar for a human being, according to the RDA, is 50 grams, which is a lot, just so you guys know. Well, this one bar had 50 grams of sugar in it. Isn't that wild? The entire day's worth of the RDA amount of sugar was in this one, one bar. Quaker Chewy Granola Bar. And there was, you know... Uh, there they are. So watch this. It's labeled as a healthy bar. It's in the health food section. There's also another one that I saw that was Nature Valley Oats and Date Chocolate Protein Granola Bar. Seven grams of added sugar inside the one bar. And that added sugar in and of itself is like two and a half sugar packets. How many of you would actually say, Dr. Aaron, 25 sugar packets torn open, poured into my mouth is a healthy thing to do. Nobody. That was the Quaker bar. Two and a half sugar packets poured right in my mouth and swallowed. A healthy thing to do. No. That was the granola bar. So we've got this problem where healthy foods are actually candy bars in disguise yeah. or candy drinks in disguise. Or don't even get me started on gluten-free. Remember the patient who came in and said, I confess, uh, I broke down, I eat an entire box of gluten-free cookies, but at least it was gluten-free. Gluten-free, right. Like as if it was like, because it's a healthy thing, I can eat a ton of them. And just like you did, chest, boastful, happy, proud, I'm, being, I'm doing something that's healthy for my health. No, you're not. So let's, let's go into this, okay? The issue with food today is everything's labeled to try to get you to buy it to make you think it's healthy. 
we had a patient just last week come in and say, hey, this yogurt is cultured. Is it healthy? So see how they use the word healthy. Yeah. So you have to be really, really careful. There's only three measurements we use to determine if a food is healthy. First measurement is the macros of the food. Okay, so let's give an example. This here, which I'm holding in my, air, my hand to my ear, is a fat-free uh, plain yogurt. Okay, this here yep. is the full-fat plain yogurt. Both are on sale. Which one do most people buy? The fat-free. Why? Because they think that's what's healthy. Having the low-fat option is the healthier option, right? Because we've been told all our lives that a low-fat diet is better for your heart's health and your waistline and everything else yep. because we think fat is bad. Now, here's something fascinating. Let's just talk about, about fat just for a second. There was a study done where they basically gave people a high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet, and they saw a massive change in their... Uh, functionality mentally okay so it was done i've lost my position where are we this is live guys so we're physically live we're gonna find it give me a second okay so here's what they did you you try to find it they took a bunch of people and they said we're gonna we're gonna score your ability to have cognition memory recall focus attention based upon the kinds of foods you eat so they did an uber high fat diet with low carbohydrates, and they stacked it against an uber high carbohydrate diet with low fat. Did we find it? So here it is. So Oxford University did a study where they took healthy individuals and they assigned them a 75% intake diet from fat, high fat diet. And they measured them for five days. And they saw improvements in attention, memory, focus, mood compared to the low fat diet. So get this, right? Everybody goes for the low fat and they wonder why they are so tired and fatigued and forgetful. Yep. And they can't remember things. It's because yep. you need fat to be healthy. So low fat is unhealthy. Oh man, we're ruffling feathers, aren't we? That's right. Now, there's also things like Cheerios, which will literally put a stamp on the box that says heart healthy cereal. And yet what's found in Cheerios? What's it made of? It's made of grain which is a wheat base yep. and it's loaded with sugar and it's been recently tested to be positive with glyphosate and Roundup. Yep. The highest of all cereals with the most contamination of Roundup is Cheerios. Yep. Now ready for this? Roundup does what to the heart? Round I don't know. It's glyphosate. Only. It destabilizes the electrical membranes that's responsible for conductivity of the beat signal. So the atrium beats first, the ventricle beats second. There's this thing called the bundle of hiss. Remember basic anatomy? Mm -hmm. The bundle of hiss exists to slow the signal so you get a beat, beat instead of beat, beat. Can you imagine if the atrium and the ventricle contract beat. at the same time? That's not like good. This? Yep. That's a pump that's, that's really going to fail. And by the way, that hurts like crazy. They're called PVCs when you have too many ventricular beats compared to atrial beats. So watch. It's supposed to go atrium, ventricle, atrium, ventricle, atrium, ventricle. Guess what glyphosate does? It does all kinds of craziness because it interferes with the bundle of hiss. Proven, and yet that heart-healthy cereal is destroying your heart. Right. And I just want to go back to sugar, or I gave it away. I want to go back to the yogurt really quick. Yes. You say it. the low-fat option, and that's what people are going for. And you talked about macronutrients, right? We have yes. to, one of the ways that we measure food is by the macronutrients. So even though you think, oh my gosh, low-fat, that's got to be the healthy version. When you actually look at the sugar concentration, yeah, right? The sugar concentration is huge. 
and that is just spiking all sorts of inflammation. That's what's leading to so many of the health issues that you're experiencing, yet you've been duped thinking that I'm getting something healthy today yep. because it said low fat. And look, this isn't just yogurts, guys. It's all packaged food products. So we said the first thing you need to do is figure out what are they lying to you on that product label with? Low fat, healthy, run from the hills. Heart healthy cereals that are grain-based, run to yep. the hills. Now, the second major thing you have to look at is the relationship of the fat to protein to carbs. So let's use these uh, energy bars in this example. Okay, if I have an energy bar in front of me and I read the label and the protein's 20 grams and the carbohydrates is 25 and the fat is 14, you're holding a candy bar in your hands. I don't care what the brand says. I don't care if you got a guy climbing a mountain on the front of it. It's a candy bar. How do you know if the bars or the macros are healthy by functional definition? Fat should be High. highest, protein should be in the middle, and the carbs should yep. be the lowest. So if you want to ask, Dr. Ernst, is this a healthy food item? The first thing I do is I turn it over. I don't care what it is. I look straight at the macros of the nutrients and I say, there's more carbs than protein. Nope. It's bad. Well, uh, but the front says it works for, I don't care. It's unhealthy. So see, this word health has become so like watered down. Yeah, convoluted. So convoluted, so misconstrued. Look at it this way. Can you have a healthy marriage? Yes. You Can you have healthy finances? Of course. Can you have healthy relationships? Yes. So uh, are they all the same? Does the word health mean the same thing in all categories? Nope. It means something different for every single one of those examples. So we want to teach you this concept. You do not want to be healthy. And the classic example of that is with heart health. When do I feel my heart disease? Only when your heart's about to stroke and you're about to croak. Yep. So I can have 99% blocked arteries and feel healthy. I could have perfect cholesterol, triglycerides, platelets, and everything like Bob Harper and still end up with heart disease. So we have a couple minutes left before our commercial break, and we're going to go real deep into the fun things, right? Is taking medications healthy? Is being medication-free healthy? Is being thin healthy? Is being overweight healthy? Is uh, diet healthy? And if none of those are healthy, then what is the real right. definition of health? I'm saving it for the second half of the show. But today, right now, guys, we just finished this morning one of the best webinars I've ever done. It was on heart health. And we picked that because it's the number one condition that everybody deals with that you cannot feel at all. So if you missed it, this is your opportunity right now to text the word heart to 704-906-2094. We're going to do two things. For the next 48 hours, I'm opening a replay to the event that you can get access to right now at no cost. And you get the ebook that we've been giving away for the last, what, four or five weeks? Yes. So if you're like a late adopter, you're going like, I missed it. Right now, your name, your email, the word heart to 704-906-2094. And you've got access to the greatest event that I think we've done since the beginning of our practice. Definitely. It was outrageous. 704-906-2094. Okay, let's start by asking some questions. Let's do it. What's wrong with weight as a judgment of your health? Like, for example, I weigh too much, Dr. Ernst, therefore I'm unhealthy. What's wrong with that statement? Or what's wrong with this statement? My health, my weight is good, I'm healthy. Yeah, because what is defining health? Why are you letting your weight define your health? You can't. 
Can somebody be, like you said, can somebody be overweight and still be healthy? Yes. Can somebody be what's classified, right? These are all classifications. They're all ranges. Can somebody say, oh, I'm underweight and I'm unhealthy? Yes. All, you can say everything in between. Yes. Now, let me, so let me put you this way. Traditionally, we were taught body mass index if you're in the good zone, you're healthy. So could I be functionally healthy yet still obese by the definition of a BMI number? Yes. And let, we can put some numbers to that now, too. Now, and we will. Now, could I be um, sick and have a healthy BMI? Yes, most definitely. So give me some examples of this. So I'll, I'll use me as an example, okay? I currently weigh 170 pounds and I am five foot 11, almost six feet, five foot 11 and a half. Okay, so by, by BMI index, I am good. Right. Okay, I'm healthy. Now, if I spend the next 90 days at the gym and I put on 25 pounds of muscle and I lose six pounds of body fat and all I do, because guys, BMI is just weight and height you go like this and you see if you're in the good zone. Yep. So now I weigh 25 pounds more. I'm pushing north of uh, 190. Yep. And I didn't change my height. Nope. So my weight went up. Yep. And now what am I? So that means that your BMI went up, which means that you would be classified outside of the healthy range. As overweight. As overweight. So according to that, I'm unhealthy. But wait a second. You just did something to make you, that you know made you healthier. Functionally. Yeah. I put on muscle, I lost fat, I gained weight. Now, what if I do the opposite and uh, I'm 170 and I do a rather intense ketogenic diet detox, I do some heavy metal chelation, I drop down to 150. Well, now you're considered frail. So that's so an unhealthy BMI. Yep. But yet... But you've just done another thing that's I'm functionally healthy. Yeah, super healthy. So do you guys see, like, you got to stop looking at your weight. And when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to show you how to find out what functional health is, what are the measurements we use to define health, and why you do not want to be healthy. healthy. All that with the Ask Dr. Earn Show. Hey, during the commercial break, we're opening up the chat lines. So if you are on Facebook, use the comments. If you're on YouTube, use the comments. Uh, you can text in now the word heart and get access to the replay of the heart health event we did this morning and also the ebook that is free, but you have to do it right now. 704-906-2094. That's 704-906-2094. And wait till they see what we get to say yeah. when we come back from this commercial break. See you guys don't, soon. Don't tune out. Right. I know Stay there's tuned. commercials, but we'll be right back. Hey, and welcome back. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your co-host, Dr. Chris Demzar, along with Dr. Ernst. Doctor, thanks for being here this afternoon. Absolutely. We are talking about something extremely controversial, but something you need to know about, why you don't want to be healthy. And what do we mean by that, Dr. Ernst? Well, you know, it's the idea that we think health is what we think it is. And you know the old phrase, uh, if you think something to be true, then you'll and see it to be true, yes. then you'll act on it as if it's yes. true, and, and then the results thing you know come it's as true. if that was true. Right, all in the first place. And it's a reinforcing philosophy. So if you think healthy is exercising, eating right, and doing all those things, you'll do them, but is that healthy? 
according to what we talked about at the top of the hour? No, there's plenty of people who exercise like crazy, diet like crazy, and they're actually sick. Exactly. So if you're letting modern society, if you're letting modern medicine tell you what you need to do to be healthy, let you define what health is, what you think it is, then you might be missing the boat yeah. on what functional health is, what is actually going to make you healthy, what's actually going to lead to the outcomes of allowing you to do things to live a long and prosperous life. Yeah, see, it's so hard. We throw the word healthy into it. But it's like, I don't want you to be healthy, guys. I want you to be functional. Yes. With prosperity and energy yes. and functionality. Vitality. I'm not saying the word health at all. In fact, I think you should actually try to divorce the word health. Well, what do I need to do to become ha, functional? What kind of a it. diet is ha, functional? What is the best thing I can do to increase my ha, function? Because if it. we think that way, yes. then we won't get caught in the lies of health care. Because here we go, guys. Do we even have health care? No. What we do we have? have? Sick care. But, but wait, 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 I have health insurance. That's right. Nope, you have You've sick, got sick insurance. insurance. That's waiting well, for you. Well, I, I went to the health food store. No, you didn't. You went to the sick food store. That's right. God. Yep. Okay, so let's start with some, some easy ones. Ready? Let's talk about medicine. Um, if I go to my medical doctor, I get my annual physical done, and all my numbers are perfect, am I healthy? That depends. You may on be. what? But it depends on are you functional or not. So you go to the doctor, you get your, your physical scores, you get your blood work done, they take your blood pressure, they're checking over all the other metrics that they want to look for, and everything says, you're good. But did they actually determine if you're functioning well or not? No. They ran medical tests, which looked for diagnostic conditions. All they told you was you don't have a disease yes. yet. That's right. So here's what we do know, right? Tell, tell me this. If I got diagnosed with diabetes today, uh, Saturday, November 12th, did I have diabetes yesterday? Yes. What about three months ago? Yes, definitely. What about two years ago? Very possibly. So when did I end up with my diagnosis though? Only after when you became... When I clicked a lab value. Yes. That defines diagnostic. Exactly. In the world of diabetes, that's an A1C at 6.4 or greater. So if two months ago during an annual physical, my, my A1C was 6.1, they would say, well, you don't really have diabetes, but you're on the right. way. You're pre-diabetic. You're pre-diabetic. So it's kind of like, can you be pre-cancerous? No, you have cancer. <laughs> it's like, what was the, what was the phrase? Uh, we were at a conference once. Um, are you like 36% pregnant? Oh yeah. No, it's either a hundred percent or, or nothing. zero. Yeah. Like what percentage of cancer do you have? Uh, no, it's either you have cancer or you don't. You either have diabetes or you don't. But here's the issue. You don't just have your health or you don't because health is not a thing. It's a representation of the expression of function in your body. Am I healthy? No. Are you healthy? No, because my score of functions only in the mid 80 percentile. Now, healthy is anything over 75%, but I'm not healthy because my definition of health is 100%. Right. We want 100% function or nothing. So when I asked you, if I go to a doctor and I get my labs done, am I healthy? It depends on their definition. Mm -hmm. If you think healthy is good labs, then you're healthy. But can you violate physical laws while thinking you're something else? Can I think I can fly? You sure. Can. can I believe I can fly? Yep. 
Now, if I want to prove to you I can fly, I'm be like, Dr. Chris, come with me. I'm going to show you, man, I can fly. And we're going to climb a 40-foot building, and I'm going to jump, jump, jump off. off the edge, and I'm going to fly. And you're going to be like, uh, are you sure about this? Because no one has done that physically unless you're strapped into some sort of a flying suit. Right. But even then, you're not, you're flying. not flying. You're gliding yes. by definition. Look, to fly means to take something that weighs more than air and to, to achieve a certain speed so you have lift that elevates it off the ground. This is how an airplane flies. Right. Okay, can planes fly? Uh, not really, but because we figured out physical law, we can turn a wing and create faster movement on the bottom than the top, which creates elevation yep, and lift. Get lift. So therefore it flies. So we are not breaking gravitational physical laws. We're using them to our advantage. Definitely. Now, if I think health is eating right and exercising right, but I violate physical law, I'm going to pay the price. That's right. Because you can't eat your way into health. No. Nor can you exercise your way into health. I know. I just I lost some of you. You can't do it. Okay? You can't. Ask Jim Fix. Guy ran for a living, still had a heart attack. Ask Bob Harper. He taught people how to eat right and exercise, and he had a heart attack. That's right. Can't do it. Can't eat your way into health. Well, wait a minute. Uh, I thought we're supposed to eat better to get healthy. Well, that's why society's duping you and you're trying to eat things like plant-based meats. Yes. Let's talk about this for a second, okay? Because <laughs> uh, does the vegetarian diet, vegan diet, mean you're healthy? No. What's wrong with almost all the substitute diets, like meat substitutes? Let's yep. just talk about this for a second. Because well, you know how many people say, like, I've stopped eating red meat. I eat beyond meats and impossible meats, and right. therefore I'm healthy. Yes. Well, there's a couple different issues. One of the big ones is if you're eating any plant-based meat product that is primarily soy-based. So that comes with its own set of issues where soy will be a massive hormonal dysregulator. It, disru it will disrupt yep. a lot of the hormones. It's also the us. number one most genetically modified food on the planet today. Yep. And so our body, anything that's genetically modified simply means our bodies aren't going to process it well. If our bodies can't process what we're taking in, what does that mean? It has to come up with some sort of inflammation to try to bypass and try to digest what we're, what we're giving correct. it. So can you really be healthy if you're increasing the inflammation in your body? No, no way. There's no way. Wait a minute. Aren't they, don't those things use a special kind of oil? Like uh, Beyond Meat products and the Impossible Meat products, all the vegan meat products. Okay, it's ground plants. How do they hold it together? They use a special oil. What kind of oil do they use? I'm going to guess it is a, I, I'm just assuming that is a super high omega-6 oil. Which is known as, starts with a C, ends in an A. So canola. Canola. Also, again, a very highly genetically modified yep. rancid seed oil. Yep. So watch, ready? My doctor said I'm at risk for heart disease and he wants me to stop eating meat. But I like meat, so I found this impossible burger that's made out of pure plants. It's healthy plants, vegetables. They're good for you. Uh, and the ingredients, I don't really understand all of them. Man, it tastes good. Yeah. Like, just like a it. real burger. But I'm secretly killing myself with soy-based products and rancid seed oils. Yes, exactly. Okay, let's, let's try something else. Gluten-free. Okay, so like I, 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 we teach people not to eat grains. So are there grainless bread products available at over-the-counter markets? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So if I go get a loaf of gluten-free bread and I have my sandwich with that, is that healthy? No. Why not? Because you're still consuming something that was A, ultra-processed to get it to the point where it looked like bread, even though it doesn't have wheat in it. 
And then B, what's it breaking down to in your body? Carbohydrates. So what's a carbohydrate? In the end, it's more inflammation, which is going to cause more inflammation and damage to your body. Fun fact is, you know, most gluten-free products are not grainless. What are they then? They're made of rice, corn, tapioca, arrowroot starch, all high carbohydrate items that are also grains. Just because we say don't eat gluten Gluten, doesn't mean you get a free pass to eat a whole can of whole can, sorry, a whole bag of gluten-free cookies, have gluten-free pasta and have gluten-free bread. Right. Massive carbohydrates. I hate to burst your bubble, but like the cassava, uh, tapioca, arrowroot, quinoa noodles have more sugar in them than if you ate regular wheat needle needles, noodles. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. Don't eat a needle. So yeah, (laughs) but, but understand this concept. We talked earlier, it has to be fat first, protein second, carbs third to be labeled as a functional food. And it's not humanly possible to get a high fat, moderate protein, low carb bread, be gluten free. Can't do it physically. Now, now how about this? Do healthy people take medications? Never. But what about over-the-counters? Like, you know, aspirin, Advil, Tylenol. Oh, yeah. It's like the, hey, uh, my head was hurting, so I just popped an aspirin or Advil before I went to sleep. So and, does, oh, a, I does, a healthy person, does a healthy person use over-the-counter medications, prescriptions, non-prescriptions? So a healthy person may choose to, but like we're teaching you, you don't want you don't to be, be healthy. healthy. A functional person would never take, whether it's a prescribed medication or an over-the-counter medication, because they are toxic. So let's burst a bubble. If you're taking a prescription medication, you are unwell, period. Yep. Period. Well, I don't care. I love it. Dr. Arnold's like, my numbers look good when I take my meds. My doctor said, I don't care. You're trying to violate physical law by thinking you're good, by saying yep. my numbers are good and my doctor's happy and therefore I'm healthy. No healthy functional person takes a medication. Right. Zero. Do you use an aspirin Advil, Tylenol? Don't Xanax, own it. There's select no, whatever. There's not a single medication in my house. Nor is there one in mine. We don't use over-the-counter drugs just because they're readily available. Look, could my 11-year-old walk into Rite Aid and buy 10 pounds of Tylenol? Yes, that's a problem in, in my opinion. No, there's no regulations. Like, you, there's no child set. Like, how old are you? They don't do it. Okay, so these things that are available over the counter don't make them safe because they're over the counter. See, a lot of people think like, oh, it's just a Tylenol. It was just an aspirin. What's wrong with that? They're still drugs. Now watch. Did you know this? That about 10,000 people die every year in the U.S. because of interactions from Tylenol. Mostly children. Yes. And overdosing and having liver damage and death from these things. Yep. Okay, we know for a fact that aspirin, Advil, NSAIDs, all that stuff causes kidney damage. There's this famous phrase, right? If you pop an aspirin or an Advil for your neck pain and back pain and headaches, you might no longer have pain, but you will be on dialysis in the future, guaranteed. If you use regular daily aspirin, Advil, NSAIDs, you're going to end up with kidney damage. And then watch this. So we just add to it. You're taking an NSAID, you're taking your Tylenol, your ibuprofen, it's helping you sleep at night, whatever the, the case may be. But then you're also eating all this gluten-free, high inflammation, yeah, high sugar healthy, right? foods, thinking that you're super healthy. Yeah. And so that dialysis that's 20, 30, 40 years down the road is now really only five to 10 years that's down right. the road because you're wreaking havoc on your body. You're shutting down all of the core, all of the major systems that need to be functioning right so that you can actually call yourself healthy if you really okay. want to think of it like so that. So here we go. 
You can't exercise your way to health. You can't eat your way to health. You can't medicate your way to health. You can't supplement your way to health. Mm-mm. A lot of people use supplements as yep. an alternative to a medication. Garlic, hawthorn, CoQ10, and magnesium will lower your blood pressure. So it's better than taking a blood pressure pill, but it's still not asking the question of why do you have That's high right. blood pressure? So you can't medicate, you can't supplement, you can't diet, you can't eat your way to health. Then how on earth do we get healthy? What, what yeah. is a definition of health then for real? Yeah. Well, the definition should be based on the function of the root systems in your body and what those root systems do. And if they're doing their job, then you're functioning well, then you can actually be healthy. Yes. But even then still, you're not healthy because I'm healthy today. Yes. What about next month? Right. And next year? Exactly. Like, like watch, ready? I just went to my dentist uh, yesterday. Okay. I had my teeth cleaned. And I'm like, everything's perfectly fine. So my teeth are good to go. I'm healthy with my mouth, right? Today. Today. But in a month, if you do nothing to maintain that, you just lost your health. Exactly. So be careful because we don't even want to use the word healthy. I love it. What is the real definition of functional well-being, functional energy, functional vitality, functional longevity? Not the absence of... Disease, disease, pain, or, yeah. infirmity, etc. So, what, what, how, how will we help our listeners to figure out how to actually do this? Then, yeah. how do you increase your function so you get better? Yes. Well, I love what you said. In the other half of the uh, the phrase that you were using, it's not the health is not the absence of disease or infirmity or whatnot. It's the expression of function within specific systems. So we have to know what those specific systems are. And it really comes down to a few. And those are the ones that we focus on as practitioners. But mm-hmm. we've got to start with the nervous system. We've got to start with the system that controls everything going on within your body. Every cell, not just within the organ, but every single cell. And this is where it gets tough. How do I know if I have a healthy nervous system? Yeah, well, we've got to, we've got to run some tests to know is there a lack of signaling through the nervous system? Is there a lack, is there a disconnect between your brain mm-hmm. and your liver? Is there a disconnect between your brain and your kidneys? Are your kidneys starting to shut down because you're not healthy, you're not functioning, but that's not being dictated yet. There's no symptoms involved. Yeah, and that's the hard and part. You can't feel a neurological dysregulation. Right. Well, and what I'm saying too is you don't feel the kidney dysfunction because yeah, exactly. you're pumping yourself full exactly. of NSAIDs every night. You don't feel the neurological dysregulation. You don't feel the disconnect between your brain and your kidneys. So but how would you know if you have it? How would you know if you have it? You have to get it tested and you have to know, and that's what we do here. That's why we have such great results. That's why we have patients that are just dying and looking yeah. for help from us. Because we test your nervous system. We take very specific x-rays. We do very specific nerve scanning. Here we go. Because I was going to say, this isn't medical testing, guys. Right. You have to have what's called functional testing. So functional testing of your nerve system. Why do we jump to the nerve system? You said it runs everything. everything. If I want my health, I need to be functional. If I ask the question, what gives function to my body? Don't say the foods I eat give me function. No. Right. No. Your body's functioning first so you can digest those foods and get them. So function comes from power. Power comes from the brain and spinal system. Yes. So (laughs) if I have a functional brain and spinal system, am I healthy? That will be the epitome of having good function. But we're not saying anybody's healthy. Nailed it. Yes. Just because you have a perfect spine doesn't mean you're healthy. But okay, let's say that there's something going on, right? We can can keep going. So nervous system is first. But then we got to talk about, you were saying it. The organ systems that digest all the food that you have. Eating good food has nothing to do with being healthy. Can those organ systems, can your gut, 
Can your liver detox? Can your kidneys help to get rid of waste? Is that all happening the way it's designed to? Now, how do we test that? Though? Yeah, so that's is there a, is there a functional test of my organs? Well, so you can get specific about that, but that is where we use labs. That's yes. where we use modern technology to test different processes. Everything in your body, every all of your organs, they function through an enzymatic process, meaning here's part A, we need part B, that leads to part C, and then part C goes off to do another job. So what he's saying is, is we can measure how much of part A you have, how much of part B you have, how much of part C you have. If we don't have enough part C, we know the whole system shut down. Exactly. If we have too much of part, part A, A and not enough of part B, we know uh -oh. there's a, a breakdown in just an enzymatic process. If we have too much of C and not enough of A and B, we know that it's, it's overproducing. Exactly. So these are functional tests. And if you'd like to learn more about functional exams, get connected with us, okay? On our video streams, there's all this information on how to connect with our clinics, Dr. Chris and myself. You can also go to askdrernst.com click on the free consult button and we can chat with yep. you. So if I get my spine functional, am I healthy? No. If I get my gut functional, am I healthy? No. So then where does health come from? And what is this thing called health? Because remember, it doesn't exist. Now watch, if I get my spine functional, am I increasing my efficiency? Yes. If I get my digestive system more functional, am I increasing my efficiency? Of course. If I get my detox pathways free and clear and open and expressing fully, am I functionally efficient? Way more so than you were before, yes. Now, can we score this functional efficiency? Of course we can. So if I start at 50%, we just had a camera error. So sorry, guys, just hang tight and keep listening. Can I be at 50% functional health and get better but still be unhealthy? 50% to 60%. Am or, I healthy? Yes. Here's the big bubble burst for a lifetime. For a Nailed lifetime. It. Because watch this, guys. When I first got my first functional exam, my score was like 65%, which is decent, but still not good enough. Then as I started working on my health and my function, it went up to 75%. Still not healthy because my definition of health is 100%. 100%. Now, am I at 100%? Nope, but I'm in the mid 80s right now. And I know it sounds weird, but guess what? Mid 80s is like really good. rock star yeah. level. Yeah, compared so to I everybody wanna give, else on I the planet. I want to give reference ranges for our listeners, okay? I know something happened to our camera, so just keep listening. Ready? If I'm at 100% functional health, I believe you're dead and you're living upstairs with your creator because the only way to be perfect is to not be on an imperfect world. Yes. Can't do that. That's right. Now, can I achieve 99% while on this planet? Yes. Now that's a lot of work, just so you guys know. So 99 to 75 is considered functionally great. Okay, like you're rocking it out. Right. If you have a health score, functional, see even I do it all the time. If you have a functional, functional score, score over 75%, you're doing really well. Now, 75% to 50%, that's a massive problem. Yep. 50% to 25% is a severely massive problem. 25% to zero, I'm you're sorry, you're, you're hooked up to tubes. You should be dead, but they're keeping you alive. Yes. So watch this. If I start and I'm at 65%, I'm not healthy. No. 
But if I get to 75%, I'm still not healthy, but I am finally functional. Okay. I go from 75 to 80%. I'm still, still not healthy, but right. I am. You're still functional and increasing your efficiency. I go from 85 to 88%. I'm still not healthy, but I am functional. Do you guys see it? It's the journey. You're never going to be healthy and you don't want to be healthy because what happens the moment I say, huh, I've 100%. arrived. I'm healthy. I'm at 100%. Yes. Your time here on earth is over. So we've got a minute. Let's do two things. If you want to learn more about functional health, visit our website, askdrernst.com. Guys, we're offering at the top, it says free consultation, Dr. Chris or myself, right? If you guys request it today or sometime this week, we'll call you and we'll chat about functional health. You can also call 704-906-2094, texting in your name, your email, and the word heart, and we'll give you backdoor access for the next two days to the webinar we hosted today on how to fix your heart and your function so you heal. Because what I think we should be saying instead of how healthy are you, right. is how healing are you? Yeah, there you go. I am healing instead of healthy. Love it. And you can also add, well, what is your functional score? Have you ever went up to a loved one, family member, a friend, and been like, hey, what is your, how well are you functioning today? And they look at you and go, what? You know what your score may should be. You know what you want their score to be. If you don't, reach out to us. Let's connect, find out how we can help you to function better. And you can do that again by visiting askdrernst.com. Use the chat box below if you want to connect with us or text your name and your email to 704-906-2094. Thanks for tuning in today. What an awesome opportunity that we get to share. You don't want to be healthy. You want to be healing and you want to be functional. Love it. Dr. Chris, thanks for your time. Thank you, Dr. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Until then.